rips one into the night, deep into right, way out of Moves to the right, it goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it, and the pass goes into the end zone. To Nick Foles. Welcome back, Joe. Great, great episode in, in line for us today. Eagles Saints. A lot of people are saying game of the year thus far. A lot of implications. We win this game. We own our wild card destiny. But first of all, how are you doing today on this lovely Friday? Jake, what's going on, man? I'm doing great. Uh, coming off a nice little Bryce Harper MVP episode, MVP award show, MVP just do MVP shut the haters up that said he was overrated and overpaid. So I'm feeling pretty good heading into this Eagles game. I know this is an Eagles episode today, but just want to give a shout out to Bryce Harper. The MVP, we said he was going to be the entire time on this podcast. He ended up being so what better way than to get this show started than with that. Bryce Harper is truly lemonade is for you. Love it. (laughs) Love uh, gotta, gotta love some Bryce Harper MVP talk. That was a great episode. Can't thank Ben enough uh, and Philly's SI for allowing us to, to have him on. But we are talking some birds tonight. And also, what a lot of people have been waiting for, we got the Asante giveaway drawing. It's about damn time. Let's go. Let's give this thing away. Tonight on the episode. First of all, though, I want to touch in. I want to give it an over-under of three minutes before we have a Joey's actually wearing sleeves comment in the chat. It's it's coming. I, I'm going to give it three minutes as the over-under. What are you taking on that? Uh, probably the under. Um, the under. To be honest with you on that one. I'll probably go under. I, I know I very rarely wear sleeves in general in life or on the live podcast, but I got the Eagles hoodie today. That There we go. Boom. Done. Um, got the uh, – I got the sleeves on in the hoodie today. I went to the gym and I had to rep my boys. It's a little cold yeah. outside. So, you know, straight from the gym, smelling like crap, but I, I'm still rocking the birds gear. But you but you're looking great. You're looking great. Thank All you. right. So first off, and, and this doesn't necessarily have specific uh what's going on, Jason? This doesn't really have specific Eagle Saints implications, but something that we obviously have to report being a Philadelphia podcast. Dallas Goddard, lock him in, four-year extension worth $59 million with, I believe it was $36 million guaranteed. I've heard a lot of different things, and I know we kind of talked pre-show, and I would love for you to share what you were sharing with me about the people that are saying that he got overpaid, that we paid too much for a guy that's shown glimpses of being a tight end one in the NFL, kind of sandwiched between sometimes significant stretches of time injured. Yeah, absolutely. So finally we get to see Dallas Goddard and what he's going to be like as a tight end one, always sharing that spotlight with Zach Ertz. You know, Zach Ertz, obviously one of the prop, the best tight end in Philadelphia Eagles history, helped us win a Super Bowl the whole nine, you know it. Um, but Dallas Goddard finally gets to show us what he could do with more reps. And I'll be honest, in a limited sample size, you see what Dallas Goddard can do. It's the big play ability. It's the breaking tackle ability. It's the yak 
But oh my goodness, he 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 has that Brent Selleck. Never see him getting taken down by one man, kind of like vibe. a caveman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like looks like, like a caveman. Too. Like get off me! Like like you're playing as a kid. Like if I get tackled, my life is over. So there's no <laughs> way that I'm going down. But to, to answer your question, Jake, I know a lot of people are, are are scoffing at the oh my gosh, you paid him this much money and he's never been all pro. He's never had 1,200 yards. He's never had 10 t- touchdowns. All this stuff. Listen. When it comes to contracts in the NFL, you don't pay people for what they've done in the past. They're already under contract getting paid for what they do currently and what they got in the past. When you sign someone to an extension, you're giving them money in good faith, saying that this money is for what you're going to do. We expect you to perform at a high level. This is what you're going to do. Ton of Eagles fans love Josh Sweat's extension, didn't they? Yeah. Ton, right? Josh Sweat, Sweat, ever been to the Pro Bowl? Ever had 10-plus sacks? You know, ever been all pro? No. Because we're paying him for what what he's going to do. We're locking him up now so that we can have him under contract so that way when he is doing well, we don't have competition from other teams and suitors that want to sign him and drive the price up. So, guys, remember, anytime you see an extension, you're paying someone for what they're going to do, not what they did in the past. If that were the case, then Julio Jones would probably and Odell would be the highest paid receivers in the league. And I think yeah. you see how they're being paid and how they're being treated now. Man, what a what a beautiful point there, Coach Joey. Just bringing out he, uh, GM Joey. We got GM Joey here. Uh, hey, when I get the sleeves on, it's all business. All right. So I gotta, <laughs> see, I gotta let everybody know. That he, I know. He I got, he got in there. late with the second comment, but but Phil, we were just joking. We we gave it over under three minutes into the episode before. Somebody made a, a muscle shirt comment, and they jumped in about thirty seconds in. But uh, but it's funny. It's funny. Joey's he's hiding the guns. He uh, we got. The, I mean, Jake, you're wearing a collar. It's Business I, Fridays around here. It's business. Let's go. Yeah. We got like I said, we got the jersey giveaway. We got to look professional. Got all eyes on us. See who's getting this lovely Asante Samuel autographed jersey, and we're covering shipping too. Man, I'll tell you, we do it up right. Also, if you check out on our Facebook right now at Talking Two One Five on the uh, on the Facebook, we got a little meme contest going on. Took some of our favorite still shots from the live tailgate show, uh, and you know, best meme wins an autographed Flyers game puck used in a game. So, Talking Two One Five Facebook, go to it. Talking without oh, yeah. a G. Talking Two One Five Facebook. Try and keep the meme. If you're sharing the memes. Specific- specifically with us in the dms they can be whatever you want but if you're posting them in the comments let's see keep them pg-13 we'll keep it pg-13 in the comments you send it right to the dms you know nc-17 you know come at me i'm looking it goes down in the dms jake I've heard it does that. it goes down in the dms <laughs> <laughs> but uh Speaking of contract extensions, a lot of a lot of talk and a lot of speculation is that the next and possibly the only other Eagle that's going to get an extension before the offseason is the guy that we talked about, Phil, you see in the comments over with Phil on uh, his trending in four quarters show, Avante Maddox. I, I would say he is probably the most likely of the remaining Eagles on the team that would get an extension before the offseason. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. I mean, coincidentally, he just happens to be Dallas Goddard's best friend and roommate. That's just, oh, like yeah. a, that's just like a cool little thing to talk about. But no, honestly, uh, we talked about it on four quarters with Phil. Uh, I said, and in my opinion, that the nickel slash slot corner has become just as valuable, if not more valuable, as an outside corner. 
And the reason we were talking about that, if you didn't tune into that show, is so many people are utilizing their weapons in the slot. We see Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, all these top-tier tight ends flexed out in the slot. We see Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, um, you name it, all these top Justin receivers. Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Devontae Adams. All these oh, guys yeah. are utilizing the slot so that they can create matchups and they can create mismatches. So you're seeing a lot of motion. You're seeing a lot of three and four wide receiver sets. You need that nickel slash slot corner just as bad as you need an outside corner. And I'll be honest, sometimes you can hide an outside corner if it's wide side to the field. It's not the strong side because every corner that plays outside has an uh, the out of bounds as its help, its extra defender. When you're in the slot, there's so many different ways that this person can go that you're guarding, and you have so many more responsibilities. So I definitely think the extension should come for Avante Maddox. I think because he's in-house, we can get him for somewhat of a hometown discount. And like he said his best friend just signed. He doesn't want to go anywhere. No, I, exactly. He doesn't want to go anywhere. Like He loves the city of Philadelphia. He's absolutely playing the best ball of his career right now, and he's as much as I dog in and he's being utilized correctly in the slot where he belongs, he is playing excellent. He tackles well. He tries to strip and punch the ball out. Yeah, and he's does. excellent in coverage in the slot. So I would be ecstatic if we sign that extension. And before everybody freaks out saying, oh, Vontae Maddox, he's paid like a top 15 corner in the league. This isn't 1992 anymore. You're not just looking at outside corners and paying them. You need three corners starting every single game for you. Because nickel defense is the new base. It's ran over 75% of the time in the NFL. So educate yourself on that. You need a starting nickel corner. He's just as important as the outsides. And this, I can already tell, this is going to be, this. I'm, I'm doing the old Joey hand. hand Dude, I'm, I'm hot. I got sleeves on. I'm fired up. This is going to be a Coach Joey-centric episode. But as you see in the comments, like, people love it. Everybody loves him, Coach Joey, but no, you're spot on. It's it's an undervalued, really like underappreciated position. You got people just saying like, oh, you can throw anybody out there. You get a good enough linebacker uh, out in coverage, and, and you'll be fine. You can get away with having an average to slightly below average nickel corner. But you're really seeing, like you said, all these big-name guys sliding in there, and I'm just echoing for, for the new viewers that are just hopping in now because, like you said, the outside receivers, they have the sidelines as their best friends. That's that secondary defender. But they have that wide open space over the middle to just go wild. So, you know, locking down Avante Maddox needs to be a priority. If you can get him for a hometown discount, that would be obviously ideal. Uh, I don't want to overpay you know, regardless of really who it is. I'd rather just be able to have that money. I know we also talked when we were on with Phil that this free agent wide receiver class is juicy. And we also talked about how we're in bad need of an X wide receiver. So I'd love to have a, a fair amount of money to go after somebody like that, go after plenty of pieces on defense that we don't necessarily fill in the draft. But slot corner, nickel corner, haven't seen anybody playing like this in Philadelphia since good old Brandon Boykin. Now let's flip over to the other side of the ball. And I promise everybody we are going to get into Eagle Saints preview. It's a huge game. We've got a lot of thoughts. But we didn't really have that full just Eagles, just centric about the team episode. And we talked a little bit about him on uh, on with Phil, but Miles Sanders. Uh, he hasn't officially been like ruled active for this week. Obviously, they opened up his 21-day window. He's practicing. 
Uh, signs seem to be trending upwards, and I know you touched on uh, that Miles Sanders is kind of teasing that he is returning this week. But let's just kind of repeat what, what we both said earlier, because I don't think either of us really changed our minds since we, we last spoke about this, about what we would like to see and what we expect to see with Miles Sanders in this offense. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you look at the way that this offense is rolling, becoming you know, establishing their identity now. It does kind of suck that it took for Miles Sanders being out for us to discover our identity, but oh well, we still got it. And we're a run first team, guys. We're a run heavy team. I think, in my personal opinion, and I hope I'm right, Miles Sanders went healthy, like Sirianni said, he's a starter. It's as simple as that. He's the most talented runner on this team. He's the most talented running back on this roster. Do we love what Jordan Howard and Boston Scott do for us? Absolutely. Of course. But, but guys, like if, how do I describe this? He's very, very electric. The five and six yard runs that Jordan Howard and Boston Scott get, he could turn to 20, 25, 30 yard runs. Yeah. Just against this Saints team last year in oh, Jalen Hurts' first start, coincidentally, he had a 75 yard touchdown run. The guy is electric. So, I honestly think if 100% healthy and cleared, which we all think he's going to be, he becomes the starter and Sirianni rides the hot hand. He's not afraid to go to whoever's cooking at that time. It doesn't matter if Boston Scott gets one carry, Jordan Howard gets five. Maybe Miles Sanders only gets five and Jordan Howard gets 11. Who knows? Whoever's the hot hand at that time, Sirianni's going to go to. But guys, this is a good problem to have. Oh, no Very doubt. good problem to have. But I think Miles Sanders is your starter. No doubt. Great problem to have. And I want to touch on with Miles Sanders. A lot of the narrative that you're hearing is, oh, well, you know, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are much more north-south runners. They find the hole and they hit it. You know, Miles Sanders, his his yards per carry is skewed because he has that one big run that will get him to, to the numbers. Do you know his, his long run of the season this far? What is it? It's 24 yards. And his yards per carry is 5.8. So if you only, 4. If four point excuse me four point eight, so if your if your longest carry is twenty four yards, and your yards per carry is four point eight, which is a great number, it's obviously not overly skewed by these home run hits. Like he's showing, yes, he does dance a little bit. I don't even think it's as bad as people make it out to be. I think it's just they feel that way because they're seeing Jordan Howard, who doesn't cut. I mean, he just he doesn't. He's a bull. He just runs right through, and it's great, and we love him for it. It's a needed piece. You heard me when I was just doing this this show solo over the summer, or not even the summer, back in the in last winter. I was talking about how we need to get a big power back in here. I was actually talking. You can look at my draft draft preview. I was really pushing for Ramondre Stevenson. You all saw what he did just last week, last night. Obviously, didn't have a bad night, but wasn't super utilized uh, for uh, for the Patriots and all. But another. Big bruiser back, north-south runner. So I, I really do like and respect that. But Miles Sanders isn't like a LaShawn McCoy as much of cuts as him. He still will find the hole and hit it. I'm, a, I'm just going to throw it to you because I can go for another five minutes. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's a little bit overblown. But again, when Miles Sanders was doing this, we had a different version of our offensive line in there. When he was yeah. doing this, we had a coaching staff that was just getting their feet wet, trying to – see what everybody's good at just discovering what type of roles everybody would play and getting in a flow we finally have hit our rhythm and flow it like i said it's just a coincidence it sucks that miles sanders was out during that but 
position groups talk. They talk to each other all the time. If one receiver's out there running a route and he didn't get the ball, when they're back on the sideline or in the film room, they're saying, hey, when you see this corner lag off, I've noticed he does this, this, and this. When his inside foot is here, those running backs are talking to Miles Sanders too. Hey, anytime we run power, anytime we run gap, anytime we run counter, anytime we run out of this formation, this is what we've been doing that works. So if you're giving all that knowledge, film session, everything to Miles Sanders, who's your most explosive back, I think it's only good things that come. Now, let's pump the brakes just a little bit because once we get into this matchup, we're going to talk about exactly how good this Saints defense is specifically against the run. No, I love it. I love it. And and something I want to touch on Miles Sanders too a little bit is I talked about it previously again on, on Phil's show. But something that's really going to benefit him is the fact that we've gone away a little, you know, a lot more than than what we were previously with the RPO. We're not doing it nearly as frequently as before, and that that affects a runner. Like if you don't know until the very, very last second if you are going to be keeping the ball or they're going to be ripping it out from your hands, you've got to be thinking like, all right, do I do I grab it? Like knowing that it's coming to you gives you the opportunity to grab that ball, look, you know, all ahead full steam ahead, say, here's where I'm going and going with it. And also the fact that we're running more plays from under center so that you have that ability to be kept getting the ball handed to you while you already have a full steam ahead going. So I think both of those things are also going to help Miles Sanders and continue to help Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. And lastly, you're seeing a lot more uh, pre-snap motion, which is allowing the Eagles offensive line, Jalen Hurts, and everybody out there to have a much better idea of what the defense is aligning in in front of them if they're trying to disguise any blitz, so on and so forth. So I think all those things combined is going to continue to help this running game, even against this number one rush defense that the Saints have. Well said. Perfectly said. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I'm taking notes from you, man. I'll tell I, you. That was, that was perfect. I mean, honestly, there's a time and place for RPOs. They don't have to be a staple of – an offense. It's it's kind of like the wildcat uh, to an extent. There's a time and place for it. There's a time and place when it works. There's a time and place to utilize it. But like you said, with RPOs, for those listening at home, the quarterback and the running back are delaying a bit and they're reading, yeah. reading, 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 and then making their move. That puts so much more pressure on the offensive line to hold their blocks for that much longer. Because they're not sure which hole is going to be hit. They're not sure who's keeping the ball. They're not sure where the flow is going. It's harder on the running back. It's harder on the quarterback and the offensive line. Is there a time and place for that? Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. If you have the defense off balance and you can start doing that and they don't know where you're hitting them from, it's beautiful. Because then they're all discombobulated, have to call timeouts, have to show you different fronts now. And now you can utilize a more spread attack. But what Jake said was perfect. Between the motion and using less of that, it's only making this ground game that much better. No, exactly. And what you saw early was a still, and, and to this day, he's still developing, but a younger, uh, less decisive Jalen Hurts. And that's why with the RPOs and the fact that they had to hold their blocks, blocks even longer, it was partially the reason why you saw an unprecedented amount of uh, ineligible man downfield penalties. The fact that they were just like, you know, is it a run? Is it a pass? They, if it's a pass, they should easily have the ball up by now. I'm getting to the second level and making that secondary block, and you're getting all these crazy ineligible man downfield penalties. You've seen that go pretty much by the wayside for this Eagles team with Jalen Hurts becoming more decisive and with them just having a better offense in general, figuring out what they want to do and going out and executing it before it kind of seemed like they were going by the seat of their pants 
and now it seems like they really do have a, a pretty solid game plan. Uh, I will be curious if the Saints do continue to have a stellar rush defense, uh, what they're going to do, if they're going to be able to adjust and react accordingly and not just kind of, like I said, just go on the fly and tr- just kind of throw things at the wall and see what sticks. So that's going to be something that I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on. Well, well to piggyback off you, what you just said there is, is one of the things I've been doing lately is praising Nick Sirianni. Um, I know early in the season what we had been doing, specifically on defense and Jonathan Gannon's system, is we've been kind of waiting to see what the other uh, side of the ball is going to do. What is their offense doing? And then we're just going to kind of base that off of what we do. But what Sirianni and the offense is doing is we're attacking you and we're making you adjust. We're not adjusting to you. So I hope that continues to your point, Jake, there is, yeah, you may have the number one rush defense in the NFL. We also have the number one rush offense in the NFC. We're going to impose our will on you. We're not going to try and trick you and go five wide and because you have a good rush defense. No, we're playing at home. We're wearing all black. We have a great run game. We're getting our best running back back. We're going to keep doing it until you prove that you can stop it. Simple as that. You can't have a stalemate. Either the offensive rushing attack is going to be better than the defense or the defensive run game is going to be able to stop our offense. One of the two. So impose your will. Let's play that bully ball and let's see who comes out on top. No, spot on. And something that I really feel like is in our advantage for this game is even if they are able to stop our rushing attack, I believe they're still all game going to pretty much have a spy on Jalen Hurts. They saw last year when they had no idea what was going to be going on because it was Jalen Hurts' first career start. Now, Jalen Hurts went out and balled. Everybody will say the guy went out there and just balled out. A lot of people will say, though, it's because you had no idea what to expect from this kid. You saw a half against the Packers, but you really had no idea what he was going to do out there. And they they took notes, and they're taking notes every week, and they know he likes to roll it to the right when a play blows up or when he's getting pressure. He likes to extend plays with his legs. If we can stop that, we can be pretty successful in stopping him as a whole. And so... I think it will be nice, even if we do have to to go back to a little bit more of a pass-heavy offense or even just a pass-heavier offense than what we have the past three weeks, that they will have one less defender in pass protection and pretty much one less defender rushing the passer because he can't get too deep. He's got to stay back far enough where he can play the angles because Jalen Hurts is probably going to be faster than any spy out there. They have to rely on their angles and their timing to be able to stop him. You're absolutely right. I, I I wonder, too, if if they do use a spy, and this is just me, if they go maybe more of a heavy dime or nickel-based mm-hmm. package because mm-hmm. even if you put a linebacker spy on Jalen, that's you, you could have the best angle in the world. You could you could have him dead to rights. He's, he's going to beat you. It's just he's that much quicker and faster. Um, so my thinking is that they replace one of their linebackers possibly with an extra DB, maybe a Malcolm yep. Jenkins that they bring down in the box who plays in the box, who's smart, who's good with angles, who's more athletic than a linebacker. I'm wondering if that might be it. But then again, like you were just saying, when you add a piece somewhere, you take a piece from somewhere else. If they're having another safety in the box, that's one less in pass coverage. If they're bringing another uh, DB in the game and taking out a linebacker, that's one less enforcer in the run game. So you're going to have to pick your poison, and that's the beauty of having an athletic quarterback like Jalen Hurts. No, I, I couldn't agree more, and it, it's going to be tough. I, I, I we got to say something to disagree with each other. It's it's a lot of echoing and a lot of agreeing. I know we we've had those, but we got to get back to it. But before I, I want to bring up one last thing that well, I mean, not even we're going to agree on a lot of things, but one thing I guarantee 
were both very ecstatic about. And that's the fact that Alvin Kamara and their starting left and right tackle have officially been ruled out. That's massive. I mean, massive is an understatement. If, if, if you looked at again, we keep talking about Phil Shaw. I feel like we're giving him free pub here. But if, when we were on, when we were on four quarters, well, definitely of Phil check Shaw, in the DSM. You know, crew out. They do a good job. Shout out DSM. Um, when we were on there, the one thing they said, what, "What's the one matchup you're looking for? What's the one thing for Eagles victory?" And I said, "Kamara, Kamara, Kamara, Kamara. That's it." I said, "If he plays, we just talked about we just talked about a spy being on Jalen Hurts. If Kamara plays." I want a linebacker on him. I want a DB on him. I want a defensive end to be in the flats. I want the corner to play cover two so he can get out in the flats. I want all attention on him and make Marquez Callaway or Troutman or Traquan Smith beat me in that scenario. So if I get Kamara's out and they're starting left and right tackles out, I'm Gannon, I'm talking to you right now. Just nobody else, no other listeners. I'm right into the camera. I'm talking to you, Jonathan Gannon. Listen to me. If there was ever a game that this high-priced defensive line can show what they're worth, we know Fletcher Cox. We know Javon Hargrave. I mean, we know um, Derek Barnett, who may or may not play. Josh Sweat, we talked about. We know the reserves we have. Ryan Kerrigan, even. like, If there was ever a game that you just let these boys off the leash, you let the hounds off the leash and let the big dogs up front eat. If there was ever a game... It's this one without their best offensive weapon who comes out of the backfield with their backup quarterback, Trevor Simeon, and their starting bookend tackles out of the game in Philadelphia. You've got to be kidding me. So Jonathan Gannon, again, let this defensive line eat. Bring an extra linebacker because you know what? We don't have to worry about Kamara in the flats one-on-one with one of our linebackers. We don't. We don't. We don't have to worry about Michael Thomas. We don't. We don't have to worry about those guys. So no. please bring the pressure all day, every day. And I don't want to hear, because I already have heard, I don't want to hear any more of, oh, well, you know, DeAndre Swift is a is a back that really is successful in catching the ball in the backfield, and he's also a very good runner. He is. Both of those things are true. Oh, and, and we held him to next to nothing. Yes, that's also true. But he's a Detroit Lion <laughs> with Jared Goff. Right now, if I put a pull up, I might put a pull up. You know, while we're doing this episode, who would you rather have, Jerry Goff or Trevor Simeon? I, I would probably think Simeon is going to take that narrowly, but he'll he'd probably take that pull. But we played a Lions team who's the worst team in the NFL and also had their worst week in the NFL. And Jonathan Gannon decided, you know what, I'm not afraid of them. I'm going to just go out and be very aggressive, play press man coverage, and let my boys do what they're best at. And he so, shouldn't have been afraid. He shouldn't have been afraid of that offense. But you shouldn't be afraid of this offense. That's exactly the point. This yep. offense is lacking its top players. All of them. All their top players are out. Jameis Winston, out. Michael Thomas, out. Alvin Kamara, out. Oh, well, oh, Tony Jones might be coming back. Ooh, no, not Tony Jones. Who? Yeah. If you're not a fantasy player I- looking at, at best handcuffs, 2021 sleepers, you don't know who Tony Jones is. I'm not no, afraid. I mean, uh, and Gannon better not be. Uh, that's that's why this game, to me, has to be 1 million percent on Gannon. It has to be it a million is. percent I mean, on Gannon. Again, on Phil's show, on Phil's show we talked about it. Yeah. We, we kind of gave away a lot of stuff, but we, li- we like doing that. We always want to represent ourselves and, and anybody that allows us to, to grace grace them with our presence. We like to give them the best of the best, and that, that's what we always do here at Talking 2 and 5. But again, we talked about it there. 
my key to the game, I said, was Jonathan freaking Gannon. We're talking, we talk trending. That's his big show. Who's trending? Nick Sirianni, he's trending, trending up. Jalen Hurts, trending up. A lot of guys trending up. Jonathan Gannon, I said, has no trend. This would be the first game of the season where in back-to-back weeks, Jonathan Gannon took his head out of his ass and decided, you know what? I'm going to be a defensive coordinator today. I need him to wake up on on Sunday and, and look in the mirror, put his big boy pants on, and say, you know what? I'm going to be a defensive coordinator today. I don't care. Mrs. Gannon, everybody out there, you're listening. Give him whatever he needs. I don't care. Get him ready. Have him realize in his noggin, Trevor Simeon is a backup quarterback. Both tackles are backups. Mark Ingram is ancient. Michael Thomas isn't playing. Adam Troutman blows. (laughs) Play defense. Aggressive all game long. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I... Look, they're a very, very well-coached team. I understand that. Phenomenally. Great defensive coordinator, great head coach. Offense coordinator, head coach, defense coordinator, special teams. Um, This team plays smart. They play sound. They don't beat themselves. So, therefore, you need to bring the game to them. You don't wait and see, you know, a couple drives, see how it's going. No, you set the tone from the opening kickoff, the very first snap, and you let Trevor Simeon know that in this cold Philadelphia weather – with the team wearing the all black, you're playing on the road that you're going to be in for a long day because this is not going to stop. Don't try to get cute and drop Fletcher Cox in the coverage. Oh, we wanted to give him a weird look. So we dropped Fletch, but we brought McLeod. But then we had no need to get cute. I understand that you want to get cute and confuse guys like Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, give them different looks. Trevor Simeon with backup offensive lineman with a backup running back, throwing the backup wide receivers, you don't need to get cute. Your guys are better. Your personnel is better. So let them be better. Just let them. That's all I'm saying. That's all you got to do. Let your boys feast. Come out to X going to give it to you. Get them all in their zone and just have the dogs feast. It's it. it's open season, man. <clears throat> it's open season. And we're, we're hunting who that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's I hate – I'll be honest with you, like – I don't even care who hears this. I don't care if there's Saints fan listening to this or anything like that. Like there's a few fan bases that I hate and hate's a strong word, but I hate, I dislike. Obviously the Cowboys are one of them. New York Giants for a little bit. It was the Patriots when they had Brady and everything like that. But the New Orleans Saints, I cannot stand their fan base. Always crying about something. Always trying to change a rule. Always trying to cheat. Always trying to cry, ask for this, ask for that. Oh, the refs, this, the refs, that. Shut up. Shut up. You had Drew Brees for a million years setting records over there. All right. You had a defense coordinator that was doing bounty gate and everything like that. Not trying to hear it. I'm tired of your crying, tired of everything. We're going to be playing Sheldon Brown, hitting Reggie Bush out of the backfield. I can't stand the Saints. I can't stand their fans. So, Eagles, Gannon, Sirianni, everybody, I need you this Sunday. Also, it may or may not be somebody on this podcast birthday. So, a birthday dub. Might be nice. There we go. There we go. Little 
Coach Joey birthday present coming at you. It's me. You guys figured it out. It was me. It's Joey. It's Joey. So we're we're definitely going to be throwing some happy birthdays (laughs) in the chat for Coach Joey. Everybody send him a nice new shiny whistle. You got to get him something nice for his birthday. I'm not going to talk about the Eagles record on my birthday historically either. I will not do that. But, uh, yeah, let's hope. Fingers crossed. And we talked – we just talked that we need Jonathan Gannon. We need the Eagles defensive line. We need Nick Sirianni. We need – everybody on the team to come out and get ready. But here's a message to the fans. I understand that we are winless at home right now. I'm looking at you. I get that. I understand that it's been very disappointing with Jonathan Gannon and his defense and the the fact that we gave up a six-plus-minute drive to lose a game against the Chargers that we shouldn't have lost. I was at that game, and as a fan, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed as a fan with, with Jonathan Gannon and his defense, but I was embarrassed with us. It was quiet. It was dead. It was lackluster. It it was weak. It was. It was weak. This is a 1 o'clock game. All black. Get there at 7 a.m. Drink whatever your drink of choice is. Get a good buzz going. And I went from the opening kickoff. I don't want you to sit down. I don't. I don't care about your legs. I don't care about about your 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 piggy toes, your dogs. Let them bark. I want you screaming all game long. Trevor Simeon, we talk about. He's not he's not an NFL quarterback. He's an NFL backup quarterback. He will be shook. He's already shaking his boots that his two bookends are out. He's already shaking his boots that he's going to be handing off to Mark Ingram and Tony Jones. He's already shaking his boots that his number one target is Marcus Callaway. Good good receiver. Not a number one in the NFL. Have him afraid. Have him thinking, man, this isn't even a dome, and this is louder than anything I've heard before. You as a fan base need to come ready and need to bring the heat just as much as anybody else out there. I love it. I love it. You got me pumped. I mean, like, I'm ready to go. Like, you heard it here, Eagles fans. Like, you need to bring it. And two things that you can't really measure in a stat box or seeing the paper or anything like that, is confidence and momentum. Like you get a couple scores going, you get a couple drives going, you get a couple big plays going, you get a turnover, all of a sudden that momentum and the crowd behind you and the confidence this team will have saying, wait, we just won at home, listen to the crowd, listen to everybody. I mean, we won two in a row now. We control our own destiny for the playoffs. We're going to go on a slate of division games here where it helps us even more for the playoffs confidence and momentum i'm telling you will be out of this world so philly fans like i can't even talk right philly fans bring it i I know the team's gonna bring it i'm excited i'm pumped i I can't i can't wait for this sunday i can't wait i just i i have such a good feeling and i hate that i do i don't want to have a good feeling about eagles football games because normally i'm let down and that's bad but man i i got a good feeling in all black in Philadelphia against the Saints with Jalen Hurts at quarterback and Miles Sanders at running back. We did this last year. Let's oh, yeah. go again. Let's do yeah, it. I like it. All right, so two more segments before we go to the Jersey giveaway, something we, we tend to do on every preview show, player to watch. Joey, I'll let you go first. Who would be a player on offense and a player on defense that you really think is going to have a big impact? This game? Well, as you know, the New Orleans Saints have – one of the better defenses. They have Marshawn Lattimore at corner. Yep. And I have a feeling that he might shadow Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. We all love Devontae Smith. We know he's an excellent route runner. But 
Marshawn Latimer is an all pro. He's a seasoned all pro. You know, that might be a pretty good matchup there. So if I'm really looking for a matchup for the Eagles to exploit on offense, it's got to be Dallas new contract Goddard. Yeah. Okay. Nick said he's trending in the right direction. He has all expectations for him to play. Absolutely. He's going to play. He just signed the new contract. You want to talk about confidence and momentum? I signed that bad boy and I make myself one of the highest paid tight ends in the league. I'll be feeling a certain way. I'll be feeling good. Then I put on the all black. Listen, we just talked about them using a linebacker or safety to shadow Jalen Hurts to bring more people down into the box because we have the number one rushing attack in the NFC. Think about what that means. That leaves Dallas Goddard one-on-one with someone, a corner that he's bigger than, a linebacker that he's faster than, a safety that he's more athletic than. You have to take advantage of that matchup. Devontae Smith cannot be the only go-to guy in this passing attack, and we're going to have to pass. We just are. So my guy on offense to watch is Dallas Goddard. I'm going to take a kind of a cop-out answer here, and I'm going to go with, like you said, we're going to be having to pass it more. I'm going to have to go with Jalen Hurts. He's a guy I've been up and down on all season. I'm probably going to continue to be kind of up and down on and still be a little bit skeptical of. But like you said, they have a a great rush defense. They're going to to be really shadowing Jalen Hurts because of what he did to them last year and what he's been doing to to a lot of teams this year. Need him to step up. Need him to find Goddard in the flats, not overthrow him, not miss guys wide open, need him to be able to stay poised in the pocket, trust his offensive line, not immediately roll out. I mean, roll out at some time. Some of his greatest plays this season have come on him rolling out. Where at my first reaction watching it live is like, oh, you had a good pocket. And then he runs for 25 yards. You know, all right, all right, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give, I'll give you that one. Uh, so need him to stay aggressive, need him to stay poised, need him to stay accurate. I want, I want to see the ball stretch down the field, not often, but occasionally. He's he's going to be a guy that I really am going to need to have step up big time because of all the names that you just mentioned there, and that's on the passing and the rushing attack. It's going to be one of the toughest matchups. Don't let their record fool you. They they were a terrible call away from beating the Titans last week. Absolutely. And, and I'm, still, I'm still not afraid of Trevor Simeon. I think that was more of a bad showing by the Titans and not being able to put him away. But they're still a solid team. That's going to be one of one of the toughest match, matchups recently, and definitely the toughest matchup for the remainder of the season. So long as Dallas doesn't ha- play their starters in Week 17, so I, I I, I'm it. looking at Jalen Hurts. I love it. I love that pick. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, and and if my pick's doing well, that means your pick's doing well. Oh, yeah, and, vi- oh, and yeah. you know, vice versa. So let's 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 hope that both of us are accurate on that. Um, what about defense? Who do you got as your uh, your standout on defense or a player to watch on D? Uh, especially with the tackles being out is I'm going to go with the guy we mentioned earlier in, in sweat, Josh sweat. I, I think he, he had two sacks two weeks ago or three weeks ago, excuse me. And I think he's going to be getting back into the sack column. I really do. I, I, I was kind of going back and forth. Like, is it going to be the Javon Hargrave? Like I'm back game. Is it, what's it going to be? But I really was leaning towards that uh, defensive line and the player I really honed in, honed in on was Josh sweat. Uh, just because I'm certainly not going to pick the other end in Derek Barnett. No, I like it that you, you, uh, I now see the benefit of going first in this scenario because uh, look with both starting tackles out, my pick would have been any player that plays defensive end for the Eagles, any player that rushes outside for the Eagles, you need to win that matchup period. But 
I'll go a different direction and something we haven't really talked about. My player to watch is going to be TJ Edwards. I knew I was about to say TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards. You want to talk about somebody trending upwards. You want to talk about somebody that's having confidence and momentum in the way he's playing. TJ Edwards has instilled himself as the leader of this defense from the linebacker position. He's playing well. He's playing smart. And I think TJ Edwards is going to be a big part of this defense Sunday because of the Taysom Hill factor. When Taysom Hill gets the ball and he runs it up, we could joke all day about how we think Taysom Hill is overpaid or not that great of a player, but the dude is tough as nails and he gets yards. He can get the tough yards. So gotta respect it. So if if TJ Edwards is being an enforcer back there and not allowing Mark Ingram to get any yards, not allowing Taysom Hill to get yards, now all of a sudden you make Trevor Simeon one-dimensional, like we talked about the Eagles were earlier in the year, with no run game, with no run game whatsoever, you make Trevor Simeon one-dimensional. Now we can go to your player to watch on defense and watch him pin his ears back on third down and get after the quarterback because we know it's a passing situation. So TJ Edwards is my guy to watch. My man. And something that we've had a lot of fun all year with to finish up before the jersey drawing over under. I'm going to throw some your way. You throw some my way. All right. I like it. Over under Jalen Hurts passing attempts 25 and a half. I'm actually going to go over in this one. I don't want to go over, and I don't think it'll be much, but I think with the way he's playing, even over 25 passing attempts, I think he's still going to do well. Nice. Nice. All right, so to talk about your player to watch on offense, Dallas Goddard over or under three and a half receptions? Over, baby. Come on, Dallas. He had three in the first, what, 15, 12, 10, 15 minutes against the Broncos before he got hurt? I'm going over Dallas Goddard receptions. Nice, nice. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball. Over, under, two and a half sacks. Total? Total. Over. This is the day. This wow. is the game. There this it is. The I like it. I like it. Stay in with defense. Over or under. I, I'm going to even go, I'm going to go to one and a half turnovers. I usually go half a turnover, but I'm going to go one and a half. I'm going to go under. Yeah. Just because while Simeon's a backup, He's one of those guys we talked about last week, like Teddy Bridgewater, that'll throw it away on fourth down. They'll throw it away on third down. I don't think he likes to make too many mistakes. And Mark Ingram is a wily old vet that's probably not going to fumble. So I don't see many mistakes in this team. Like I said, they're very well coached too. So I'll go under. Yeah. All right. And my last one is going to be over under combined rushing yards for the Eagles. 131. Over. Yeah. Over. We've been averaging about 200 plus. Yeah. Um, I need at least 150 from these boys. So over. I like it. I like it. What you got for me? Over or under 10 and a half carries for Miles Sanders. Over. Over. Really? Okay. All right. Um, Over or under 65 and a half yards receiving for Devontae Smith. 65 and a half. You know, let's let's ride the over. Over. Okay. All right. Over or under two and a half field goals for Jake Elliott. Over. Over. Jake Elliott's the man. Jake Elliott's the man. Give him any I mean, shoot. Second down, let him kick it. He he won't miss. Okay. Um, No, I mean probably two and a half, probably under. Probably under. I just I just love, you know, the utilizing Jake Elliott. (laughs) Okay. Great kicker. Top top three kicker in the NFL. 
And the last one I have over or under one and a half rushing touchdowns for the Eagles. Rushing. I'll go over one for Hertz, one for you name insert running back here. Love it. Absolutely love it. Perfect. I mean, we're going to have a good day at the office if, if, if we're hitting on these over-unders here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now the time we've all been waiting for. Bring it out. There it is. We've got the authentic, the all-stitched-on, the autographed Asante Samuel jersey. From? UCF. There you go. Probably could find a better way to do this, but I'm just swinging the camera around. Bear with us during this Blair Witch uh, (laughs) video that we got going on here. All righty. So we've got a little lower, a little lower, a little lower, a little lower, a little more. Boom. There we go. All right. All righty. Spin the wheel. This is for the about 58 combined entries with a couple people getting multiple. And there it is. Mustang 3651. We will be hitting. Is that who I think it is? Um, let me pull it up on Twitter. Is that really who I think it is? Let's see. I it is who you think it is. <laughs> Holy cow. Is that Voorhees himself? Jason Voorhees, congratulations. Wow. You I mean, ladies and gentlemen, just a little backstory for you. Jason Voorhees is single-handedly responsible for Bryce Harper's MVP run in the second half. Um, he tweeted out something that the uh, Talking 215 family did not agree with, and that was in the lines of Bryce Harper not living up to his contract, the hype, or you know, criticism that others in the past, like Ryan Howard, has got. I kind of took offense to that. Me and Jason have since spoken about it, which he had filled out his Bryce Harper apology form. And now look at this. It all comes full circle. I'm talking two one five boys. He gets the Asante Samuel autographed jersey. I'll tell you. And look, anybody can look up. It's pickerwheel.com. It's just a random prize wheel. There's no kind of like I understand he's a fan of the show. I know you all are. And we talk about him and all, and you see him in the comments, but this is just dumb luck that our our man won it. So so congratulations, Jason. I, we're gonna have you on the pod. We'll get that jersey out to you this week. You know, we'll uh we want to see you wearing it. We want to see you wearing it. We want to see it, it hanging up, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, guys, but, trust me, this this voting wasn't this wheel wasn't rigged because yeah. I created about 20 aliases since I went to UCF and since I love Asante Samuel and none of them won. So hey, there you go. Yeah, no, we had everybody in there and everybody that shared their names had multiple entries in there. Uh some people had upwards of five entries. I know uh our buddy Jason, uh Jason Coggins, I believe is his name. He was he was hitting it up a lot. Uh, Jason, I'm, I apologize, Jason Coggins. It was Jason Voorhees. I see Jason in the comment. Jason Voorhees uh, at Mustaine three six five one. But we were just talking how you had a bunch of a bunch of entries in there, and it's just it's crazy. It's crazy how it goes. I know Joey's family had a bunch in there. I felt yeah. like I was typing. Uh, I was typing in Capusta. Capusta, uh, baby, say it right. Capusta. 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 Shout out to the Capusta fam. But Jason uh, Coggins in the in the comments here, don't worry. We are going to be having a lot of giveaways to come. I know we've got 
Once we hit 300 followers, we got the Flyers ticket giveaway. Uh, I know, Joey, I know you have something sitting up in the, you know, still sealed in the closet that we're going to be throwing out for a little raffle or, or giveaway or something. Uh, but a lot of great autographed merchandise, a lot of great Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, Phillies stuff uh, coming out. And if you saw on our, I'll mention again on our Facebook, we've got the meme competition. So it's just something fun for an autographed uh, game used Flyers puck. So definitely want to check that out. We're going to be doing giveaways at least once a month. Just something we like to do, something fun. I actually had a yard sale picked up uh, two weeks ago. I picked up this really nice retro 80s uh, Eagles whiskey set. It's like the old uh, whiskey glasses with the old Eagles, you know, spread eagle bird on the side. Might might throw them in a nice little giveaway. Wrap them in some bubble wrap and send them out to a lucky fan. But, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Voorhees, congratulations. Uh, couldn't have gone to a better guy. Definitely could have. It could have. <laughs> just oh, kidding, well. Jason. Just kidding. I, I got a Namdi Asimov jersey for you, Joey. Don't worry about it. Uh, but again, got a lot of giveaways coming up. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of big news coming for the podcast. Definitely want to tune in. Uh, once we announce some of our uh, upcoming stuff, there's going to be a lot of giveaways, a lot of attention following that announcement. So be be keeping an eye out. Near future, some big big news coming for the podcast. Uh, for everybody that's not watching live, that's going to be listening to this in the audio. Follow us on Twitter at Talking215, Facebook at Talking215, Instagram at Talking215, and YouTube at Talking215. Jake, what's your prediction before we get out of here, man? What's your I prediction always, for the game? Oh, yeah. Always save it for the very end. I am going 23. That, there's uh, So maybe there are, are three field goals. 23. 21 birds. I love it. I'm going to give you an odd score because I think there's going to be some two-point conversion makes and misses. I'm going to go 22-16 birds. Wow. I like that. Either way, I'm a big fan, big fan of the birds, big fan of you, big guy. Big fan of everybody out there. So thank you all for listening. Like I said, be sure to keep an eye out. we got a lot of fun stuff coming in the future. And we're out of here. 